Welcome to Hearthstone Live, the show that is unlike any other cigar show. We have the most eclectic lineup of guests, of which some smoke cigars and some do not. Some will be willing to try. Either way, we bring you the best content weekly. If you are tuning in for the first time every Tuesday at 7.30 p.m., we go live on the Team Shirtless Mike YouTube channel. Make sure to like this video, subscribe, and leave comments while I'm live. Thank you for tuning in. You can follow me on social media. My Facebook, just searched uh, for Mike Holmes for my personal Facebook page or Shirtless Mike for my fan page. Also, make sure to follow Instagram at ShirtlessMike2020. And if you haven't noticed, it's not shirtless weather right now. It's, uh, I'd say it's, it's in the 50s right now. So tonight... Uh, while we're waiting for our guests, because Melanie Cisco is on a is on a you know finishing up a live chat with uh, with the Fuentes and and all that good stuff, so we're gonna actually I see her in the green room, so cool that works out on time. So, but before we uh, get started, I'm gonna go ahead and play a little rendition because you know it is cold outside. So hold on one second here. All right, when it plays, give me a second. This is this is the way I'm feeling tonight. I really can't stay. I've got to go This is how I'm feeling in Florida right now. All right. So before I get banned by the liberal media over here, um, I'm going to go ahead and stop that. But, you know, our guest, she is in the green room right now. And we're going to talk a lot about what she was doing and everything. Just let me get my notes up real quick and then we'll get this show started. Well, I'll just go ahead and bring our guest in real quick while I'm doing all that. <laughs> What's up, Mel? How you doing? Uh, I'm doing a lot better now. Yeah, I was tuning into that live stream because I didn't know you were doing that, and I would have, you know, helped promote it and stuff. And you know, I know you were doing it like super early, so I already knew, you know, everything was. But technical issues and all that. So, I don't but know. But it is you... what it is. What's that? Um, do I sound good? You did. There's no. Yeah, echo. you sound good. Yeah, you sound good. I have. I don't, I'm glad there's no sound issues because my uh, headphones that I had, they don't work on my computer now for some reason. I think the jack is too small and they were working, but yeah, before we get started though, what are you smoking tonight? I'm about to smoke this um, La Aroma de Cuba. Oh man. What are you smoking, Mel? Can you hear me? Yeah, just like. Okay, just making sure there's no issues. <laughs> I got to You're gonna have to give me a second. I gotta go out and come back in. All right, Sorry. no problem. Yeah. So while we're waiting on that, I'm gonna light up this La Aroma de Cuba. It's one of my favorite cigars that I like to smoke on a daily basis. Lighten this up here while we're waiting for Mel. Appreciate everybody for tuning in so far. It's definitely a busy night, but hey, that's that's how live shows work and all that good stuff. Ooh, let me see here. We got comments. I forgot about that. What's up, Tyler? How you doing, brother? What's up? What's up, Randy? Hopefully I said your name. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just a trip. So, yeah, we're waiting for her. I got my notes up. I guess I'm prepared for this show now. Oh, today was a really... My, my whole YouTube channel was jumping today. Um, It was... uh, 
it was crazy. I got I picked up some more subscribers. Um, you know, my video that I did about people make you know announcing that they're leaving a cigar group. That video did wonderful. It might be close to 200 views now, if not over 200 views. So, um, you know, it's definitely been a good day. It's definitely been a good day. So, still waiting for Mel to jump back in the green room here. But hey, that's that's how live shows go. I don't have a co-host to talk with. So, I guess I'll talk with everybody tuning in and all that good stuff. So, I guess I'll just go ahead and put out there that I'm live until Mel gets back. Wait, watch it for her. Wait, watch it for her. Okay, I'm going to share this out. All right, sorry for the the technical issues. We kind of just rushed it here. So give me a second. Wait for Mel to come to jump back in still. The quaint awkwardness right now to make the viewership go down. Da -da. Answering some people. Waiting for Mel to come back in and we'll get the show started. Da -da -da. I've been picking up a couple new subscribers since I went live. That's awesome. So come on, Mel. What's everybody out there that's watching smoking? What's everybody smoking tonight? Okay, now our guest is back. So I wait. Yeah, I'll go ahead and bring her back in. Hey. All right. Are you all set, Mel? Because that was kind of awkward. I don't have a co-host to talk to, <laughs> so I was talking to whoever, what? and I just you're not I good just at talking. You haven't learned how to talk to yourself yet. I could talk to myself, but not when I'm live. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff tonight because my show is basically set up like, you know, just a, you know, a real interview. I, you know, I do a lot of research on people and all that. I'm not going to bring up anything crazy. Don't worry if you have, you know, I'm not, you know, I, I, I didn't come up with, I didn't uh, come up with any crazy, you know, secrets of your past or not. You don't have to worry about that, but and we're also later, we're also going to talk about what you just got off of the other live. And we're going to give some shouts out to Care Viajante because he's a cool dude in the cigar industry. Oh my so. God. I'm so glad you just said his last name because I have been like, I am not sure how to say this. <laughs> it's Care Viajante. That's, that's Care his Viajante. name. All it. right. And, uh, and when also last week I had an issue with my internet going out. So if for some reason I freeze up, just stay chill. I will be back. <laughs> Because it, it normally doesn't happen during a live show, but um, it did happen last week and it was kind of awkward. So I'm just going to mention it because <laughs> normally with people, I, you know, do a pre-show check at six o'clock. But since you're a, you, you know, since you're a StreamYard user, you know how to get in, you know how to use it. So we don't got to do that. So I can handle it if you leave me here. all Yeah, I, I, I didn't make you do that because I know you, you use StreamYard all the time. So we're going to get started here. So to get started. I looked up your last name, Cisco, and it has origins in being Italian. Is it short? It is short for Francisco. Are you part Italian or is Cisco not your maiden name? Or Fran yeah, Cisco not your maiden name? Cisco is not my maiden name. I am actually, but that's interesting that you found it to be more Italian because I guess depending on how it's spelled. Yeah, I just looked up the last name and that's what it said. So I figured, you know, I'm part Italian myself. So I love my paisans, you know, and so I didn't know if you were part Italian, you know, whatever. I am actually Native American. Oh, uh, nice. So I'm nice. A Cherokee and then I've also got Irish. So my, my uh, mother's maiden name is McGee. My father came over here on a boat. 
My grandfather, oh, okay. I'm sorry. My grandfather, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, both sides of my family. Like, I'm 75% Irish, 25% Italian, but my heart, you know, and the way I act and all that, that's that's total Guido all the way. So, <laughs> but my grandma, her last name is Magori, you know, and so her. What does Guido mean? I don't know what this. You know, like, you know, just a typical, you know, how the stereotypical, you know, Italian act or whatever. Oh, okay. So, you know, I. You know, I just looked I just looked that up because, you know, something, you know, kind of get the icebreaker for the interview and all that. So uh, so you're originally from Nashville, Tennessee, right? Mm hmm. Born and raised. All right. So what is it like living in Nashville, a.k.a. the country music capital of the world? Uh, it's like a kid in a candy store. It. I literally was able to find a new band that I liked there was a new album that was out and I would see it I would buy it I would listen to it and then I would go to the Nashville scene and literally they're playing right there down the street you know in Nashville at a very all intimate locations and it would cost maybe 15 bucks to go see them live nice. I've seen every single band I've ever wanted to see Bonnaroo was on the other like literally just like you know 40 miles the other way so we would go to Bonnaroo for Five years in a row until I decided that I didn't want to survive a concert anymore. I'd rather enjoy it. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely understand that. I actually spent a little time in Nashville a few years ago. I went for a, a, a hearth with some oh, people cool. and there was a hurricane in Florida and I took the bus and I had to, you know, basically, you know, get a cheap motel for like three days and kind of just hang out there extra time. But I got a smoking room at Motel 6, and uh, I had a lot of cigars, so I just kind of hung out. And, you know, it was a nice, um, it was a nice town, so. Yeah, so, it is. Are you into country music, and did you do any line dancing when you lived in Nashville? <laughs> oh, Lordy. You know what? You just made me realize something. It might be not usual for children to have line dancing classes in elementary school oh so you have line, <laughs> line dancing classes in elementary i mean they really just taught us like yeah they would they i think this was part of our gym class like although we would wake up we would go to the like we would get there early in the mornings and you would sit around and wait for like you go to your homeroom you know when you're elementary school everybody like sat in the gym and that was when they would be like, okay, everybody who wants to learn line dancing. And so, nice. but now I'm starting to think that that's not normal. That must have been a Tennessee thing. Yeah, that's not how it was here in Florida. You know, I mean, they have some line dancing places, but it's never been anything I've been into. But I figured since you were born and raised out there, you know, you might have gotten into that a little bit. And so, oh, yeah, I love to dance. <laughs> That's awesome. And so what are some of your favorite restaurants in Nashville? Oh, my gosh. You know, right now, it wouldn't be fair for me to say because Nashville has changed so much. I mean, there have been so many new restaurants that I've only seen because of Food Network. Mm. I mean, so. I mean, it could be from any point in time, you know, even if it may not exist, you know, like from when you were there. Penn you know, Station then. Okay. Back in the day when I ate bread, which hasn't been in like, I don't know, 13 years, but like I, there was this place called Penn Station. I never liked onions. I've always hated onions. I've always hated like anything that was like homemade. I never liked. I always wanted something out of the box. My mom was like a great, my stepmom was an excellent cook and I just would rather have it eaten something out of a box. But Penn Station, I went and I got this cheesecake what a Philly cheesesteak sandwich, you know, this is back in the day, but it had mm -hmm. onions and then there was like mushrooms. I was like, I'm not going to eat that. And then I don't know. I just had one bite and it was like the cheese and the whatever. It was delicious. I was in love. Oh, it was fantastic. But there are so many yeah, restaurants uh, in Nashville. That's Randy Bush. He works for a company that uh, they I know Randy you know, Bush. sell meats. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, he says he has a few thousand uh, customers. He said it's a huge um, a huge market for them, so that's awesome. I, I went to a restaurant when I was in Nashville, and I can't remember the name of it. It was in downtown close to the, I think, well, something, I don't think it was Dollywood, but 
it was a restaurant that had all these exotic meats or whatever you know we you know me and mm. a couple of friends that don't ride motorcycles we went down there yeah and um and so that was a fun time i just can't remember the name of it well it doesn't matter but i'm telling you there is some serious culture in nashville like it's it's just i mean there's this one place called the pancake house i think Oh, and what you do have to be living in Nashville, you're not starstruck anymore. Like, you see yeah. them everywhere. They're literally yeah, I, just like living on the street. Friend, like a, I have a friend that lives in um in Franklin, and he works for Joe Bonamassa. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it's and he actually was when he came to town. Um, he was gonna get me some tickets, but we were gonna meet up and smoke a cigar. But that day, I just you know, I was kind of. A little bit tired and since we weren't going to meet up to smoke a cigar i just kind of stay where i was because i didn't really feel like being out like that yeah. but uh you know i definitely feel you on that so we're going to move on here so every time i interview someone i do it in an auto autobiographical style you know so i do extensive research like i've already said i found out wow. that you are pretty well educated you aren't just a pretty face you went to middle uh, tennessee tennessee state university you got your bs in political science and pre-law cognate what is that exactly <laughs> it just means to concentrate in pre-law oh, okay it's, so are you gonna try to become a lawyer with that or yes i wanted to be a defense attorney is what i was really concentrated on i love to well kind of what i discovered in college was that there was a lot of innocent people being, you know, given wrongs or, you know, didn't have the right uh, representation to be able to prove that they yeah. were not guilty, you know, things like that. So, and also I liked getting people that may have made mistakes, but you could find a loophole out of it. Yeah. <laughs> not that, but then of course my constant and my family kind of started weighing on me. My aunt is a, excellent divorce attorney in from memphis also you know so she's i got family you know that's involved in it and they were just like don't do it it's um and we were there for thanksgiving one year and she got like a really like threatening call and other kind of stuff so i was just like okay maybe not and then i got married okay. and had a kid so <laughs> there goes that yeah yeah definitely and but you know you're also probably one of the most skilled people i've ever met you know i was you know perusing i look i found your uh, linkedin you know with your career history and some of the stuff you've been involved with um, oh my gosh okay. and so i see that you have a background in uh, medical sales and a whole bunch of other stuff how did you get into that field and how long did you work doing that wow um I kind of I did it for a while. Actually, I actually did it in college. So this was so when I was in college, I had a full time job. I had I was going to school full time, and I also had a baby. <laughs> like so, it was I was literally writing a term paper after I'd had a baby in the hospital to be able to oh, graduate. Wow. So you definitely <laughs> had a full plate right there. Yeah. So I so but at the, but the company that I was working for was awesome, and they started out as actually what is his name um alan jackson was part owners of it oh wow um but they started out of a barn and they went and audited some claims out of a hospital and if you these insurance companies have contracts so you know but a lot of times the person writing out the bill doesn't look at the contract so we were going in and auditing and there was like and this is not exactly the greatest thing on earth because we're giving money back to the insurance companies but we were literally going in and auditing billions of dollars that were overpaid to the insurance companies and are not from the insurance company so they actually we refunded the money and i made commission on all of it it was fabulous <laughs> so that's kind of how they got into okay. that and then yeah that's definitely sound, bit, definitely sounds interesting it's super in so i was reading contracts then so that's my pre-law in my that you know my bachelor's came from so that was my i loved reading contracts i still love reading contracts that's the loophole kind of like thing that i love and then i yeah. quit i went and um oh i i was moving actually and then i had a little bit of a tragedy my brother he passed away uh like around that year and so i just kind of took a left turn and ended up in florida and I ended up finding this other company from West Palm Beach that actually wanted to bill 
medical insurance for dental procedures. Mm. And I'm like, I'm in, let's do that. I'm like, that sounds so difficult and confusing. I want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, how long were you doing that? Just a short time? Unfortunately, that company combusted. So like self-combusted, I guess it just kind of like didn't quite work out. There was um, the investor and the owner, you know, things kind of problems that way. But I will still help out any dentist if he needs help, like belly medical insurance. It's not easy and it's not always fun. But even for people, you know, I think it's so important that if the, the mouth is medically necessary, absolutely, like, you can't eat unless you have that. Otherwise, you're going to be in the hospital with other kind of problems. You know, it's just, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. So I don't have it's this is the mind boggling thing or else something very, very intelligent by the insurance companies. Either they left it out, just eh, mouth is like not that important. Dental insurance, blah, blah. Or they were like, you know what? That's going to be the most expensive thing that we could have. So let's just. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And so after all that, you know, I started seeing you all around social media, you know, probably like a year or two ago. Most notably, though, you were working for uh, Vicente of London and Naples. Uh, How did you get into working at a cigar shop? And were you smoking cigars prior to working at the cigar shop? Yes. No. No. (laughs) So I got in the cigar shop by getting tired of working with medical insurance because it's a pain in the butt. So I was like, I got to take a break. I need to do something. I was like, this is, I'm going to lose my mind. And so um, I had a friend who actually cleaned towels for all of the restaurants and bars around town. And he's mm-hmm. like, I actually have this, you know, customer, you know, that actually was like interested or needed some help. And I was like, okay, I'm in. I'm like, what is it? And he's like, it's just, it's not serving food. I was like, I'm in, I'm in. <laughs> like, I don't want to, because I was like, the last thing I want to do is go to a, a serve at a restaurant. And he's yeah. like, it's just cigars. And I was like, sweet, let's do that. And then the actual company that's a Vicente of London switched over uh, owners. And so when the new owners came along, I was like, hey, let's promote it online. I'm like, I know. And I already had social media skills I'd learned from running bit, running my own business. So I was like, let's just put it online. So Oh, that's cool. And so, you know, once you got there and everything, what is it like working in a cigar shop? Well, what is it like working in a cigar shop? Or what is it like working in a cigar shop and being a girl with blonde hair? <laughs> I mean, you, you tell me both. <laughs> okay. In general, working in a cigar shop is awesome. It's the most, it's, it's fabulous. You have to, it's like you're working at Disney world, but you don't have to deal with Disney world's rules. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, or you're working in the candy store that every child wants to come into and get what they want. You know? I mean, yep. it's like every time a guy would walk in, if they had a, a bad look on their face, I'm like, somebody shitting your Cheerios. You need to say, all right. And they're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, like things like that. But otherwise, um, most people were excited to come in, you know, like they were. And I'd still be like, just just add the cigar. So that's my new hashtag. Just add the cigar. Just add cigar. Nice. I'll have to start uh, helping that grow. Just add a cigar. That's awesome. Just add cigar. And so uh, how did you start blowing up on Instagram? It has being known in the cigar community surprised you. Yeah. Okay. All of it surprised me. I have no idea what I'm doing at the time. <laughs> I mean, um, I knew I Vicente of London. Definitely. That's my, that was my first foundation that gave me the opportunity to learn about cigars, meet cigar lovers, um, really experience the culture versus reading about it or hearing about it or even trying to learn about it. You know, so I love that. It's like I got to experience before I even knew what I was doing. So, I mean, if anything, that's, I don't, I think that I don't know exactly how famous I am. I don't even consider myself famous. I don't like, that's a weird word. Well, but I mean, when the I cigar go, world is small. <laughs> 
That's true too. Yes, exactly. So, so but, for such a small community, you are well known. You can't say like celebrity status, but people know who you are. Um, yeah, but even some celebrities even know who I am. It's crazy. I'm like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's but what the coolest part is is that it is a small world, but the greatest things often come from a cigar lounge the best deals the best off like you know that's where things are created is when men are relaxing and bantering or discussing or even arguing that's where shit's created it's that second of confusion oh you're confused big things are about to happen <laughs> definitely hey randy i'm gonna be asking that coming up so uh, what did he ask? Oh, I can't see all the comments. I'm just, I forget. Yeah. So he, uh, Randy just asked that, but that's coming up in the, I already have that. I already got that covered. Aww. And somebody put this. I mean, before I get started, uh, you want to address that because. Yes, that's what... very true. <laughs> <laughs> I can go get my box right now. I can show it to you. It's hilarious. <laughs> I think I've heard stuff, but I wasn't gonna personally like ask too much, you know, too much prime. I love I it come that that gets around addressing rumors and all that. But I've I've heard that, but um, you know, definitely. So just to get to Randy's question, I'm gonna keep it moving here. The, the flow's going good, so I'm I'm liking it. So this year, once COVID hit, I not only started seeing you more on social media, but you started popping up doing live shows with Rocky Patel cigars and Arturo Fuente cigars with Carlito and being a part of meet the professor. How did you get connected with them? Well, um, this is the thing that I always say, I'm sorry. I gotta like fix my shirt. Cause it's like, it's cold. I'm not used to wearing all these clothes. I know me <laughs> neither. <laughs> I actually have a heater out here and it's probably what 70 degrees. So fast. But, um, I would say, First of all, get online. And I tell this to every business, every person, every, if you ever want to do anything or if you ever want to have an opportunity, get online because I did not reach out to them. All I did was smoke their cigars. I was online and Jeremiah Marapel was the one who contacted me. Hmm. I think that, um, he was following me, but also Carlito was following me. But you know, you just reach out. You, you you use their product. You know, when people use their products, that's like the biggest compliment I think that you could probably give somebody. But yeah. I didn't just use it. I I fell in love with their product. Like fell in hard love with that Angel Share. I was like, holy crap! And then I was posting it, and they just kind of um, yeah. So Jeremiah, I was telling this story to Sean today. Um, Jeremiah contacted me and he just asked me if I wanted to be on the show. And I was like, yes. And, he was, and then he said, oh, good. He goes, because I already put you in the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, come on, Jeremiah. Who's going to say no to that? That's crazy. And then I was yeah, just so like, it's kind of like he was a little prophetic about it. He was just like, we can put her in and see what she says. <laughs> Well, yeah, I was going to say yes. I mean, I was, you could already tell I was doing that kind of stuff anyway. So it was just kind of like, she looks like she would enjoy this. And I really do. That's It's all enjoyment. It's just a total blast for me. Like, to, and not, but not only that, just getting to know these guys and learning what they do and what they know and all the things that, the history behind it all really is fascinating. And, talk, and coming from a poli sci background, I'm like, yes, keep going. Talk more about that. You know, all of the embargoes and everything with the tobacco and just the fact that they like literally just took it and just threw it on the, the land, you know, Florida right there. They just, yeah, what, 10 minutes, an hour right before the embargo was like, crazy so yeah, then it's definitely right a huge there. learning curve right there for you definitely it, you know not a lot of people get that opportunity so that's definitely awesome there absolutely and that's one thing that i have to say and i will be that will be definitely like one of my quotes is 
I don't know how I got so lucky, but I'm so grateful. <laughs> yep. So <laughs> I get to sit with legends. And so what it what exactly? What exactly is your role in Meet in the Meet the Professor show? Uh I'm the I'm going to like go ahead and say it because I think it's funny. I'm the one that just sits there and smokes cigars in the pool, really. <laughs> That's what I was hired True for. <laughs> but hey, it sounds really, like an awesome I, gig. I know, right? Who's going to say no to that? I'm like, I'm in. But really, it actually turned out to be awesome because we're it's turning into being a hot spot section, which I really like that. I'm just... Um, it, it actually brings me to actually, I'm, I'm more pulled to like kind of get into it so I can get to know these uh, guests and then I can find certain questions that would put them in the hot seat because not all questions are the same to everybody, you know? Yeah. So, and I think it's, and I think they love it. They are like, oh my God, here's the part that we're like all worried about. So I'm like, this is so <laughs> cool that it's becoming such kind of a thing. So, and I love the logo that they made. They made that. Like, I don't know if you've seen it. Like me and like, it's like the pool and like a, a circle thing. And it says like the hot yeah. spot, whatever. But there's a funny story about that name. Tell it. All right. So Jeremiah is probably going to kill me when I say this. <laughs> All right. So Jeremiah was like, hey, you want to be on the show? I'm like, yeah, this is great. And he's like, okay, we're going to have you because um, you're going to be in the pool. You're the fun girl. You're like, you know, we figured that, you know, men are, we got all the information, but we don't look that good. Well, let's add some spice, you know, whatever. I'm like, okay, yeah. fine, whatever. So we spice it up. And then he's like, um, and we're going to call it the wet spot. <laughs> I was like, no, you're not. He's like, yes. <laughs> like, no, no, you're not. I'm like, okay, um, I will, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk again soon. You know, it's like, so I like get off the phone and I'm like, Mark, I, if I don't come up with a different name, I'm going to be stuck with the wet spot. Please. Like I have to, cause I'm, I'm no, a no, true no, believer. No, nobody wants to be in the wet spot. <laughs> no, I was like, I know, isn't that funny how different though our culture is, but they're from Brussels, so he Jeremiah had no like no second thoughts about it. Like it's totally, it's just a pool, and you're wet. Like what's the difference? What's the big deal? You know? I'm like, yeah, it's a different connotation over here. <laughs> we're so bad. Why are we so bad? <laughs> we turned wet in this. Like what? What's wrong with us? That's but funny. Sir, <laughs> so that's when he changed, and he changed it. And let me tell you. He thanked me later. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's definitely a good story. I definitely haven't heard that one yet. So, you oh, know, I, I try to get the exclusives. Around. I try to get the exclusives on my show. <laughs> and so how would you just... What's that? I'm trying to share your show right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, I put the link on my page. I, I did it while I was waiting for you because, you know, I can't, it's hard to talk to myself. So I'm going to keep moving on here. So how would you describe what you do in the cigar industry? Do you consider yourself just an influencer or are you working towards a bigger goal in the industry? Um, you know what? I think that any option is open to me right now. The thing that I've been doing and concentrating on instead of versus where what I should be or what how I should be perceived is that I've just been learning. I've literally been teaching myself everything. I've got new platforms. I've got new uh, programs that actually can, I've got a new virtual studio that I'm super, super excited about that I cannot wait to roll out. It looks like I'm in a giant studio and I have jumbotrons with whoever I want to put on it or videos or pictures of whatever. Like it's so cool. So, I mean, that's kind of where I am. I'm, I'm more about, let me just like up my game to where my only competition is myself. I'm not really like, uh, I don't really want to be just an influencer because I feel like influencers are just on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't even know, I didn't even create my, my influence from Instagram to tell you the truth. I think it came from Facebook. I made more connections with people on Facebook and 
I believe that it would have been an even bigger year if I would have been able to make more connections in person. You know, yeah. that meeting you guys, just that one night, that was my only event that I ever did this year because of everything yeah. that's been going on. And it was incredible. And we finally got to meet in person, which we're going to talk more about that later. I got some <laughs> some fun stuff. I like to keep it going down the timeline and everything. So I was going to ask something else, but this next question I looked at kind of, you know, it, it kind of rolls from what you were just talking about. So what is a typical day like for you as a content creator? I know you take pictures. You have to get the poses right. Uh, for those who don't know how much it takes, give us a rundown on what a day looks like for you. Uh, well, uh, okay, first of all, I'm still trying to get my days together because it's, it's almost like I'm trying to, I'm also growing at the same time. So yeah. growing is me figuring out how to streamline certain processes. And so I do spend a lot of time taking pictures only because I'm also learning how to kind of model a little differently. You know, I, I, yeah want to make it look more real. I've been talking to a lot of photographers. I've, I work with a lot of photographers. I don't often post their photos. I don't know why. I guess I just prefer to post my own. But um, if I worked with more of them, like, like I guess personally, or like, you know, we had a, co a collaboration going, I would, you know, that you would see more of those. But really, to tell you the truth, I just learned from them. I'm like, I don't, I don't need the photos. I just love being in the, the setting of like them telling me kind of what to do, giving me ideas and that's yeah. fun. But otherwise, yes, I do everything and it is a pain in the butt because if, if I'm in a bad mood that I'm in a bad, that I'm a bad model, then I got to figure something else out. And then half the time I'm like, I got a live going on or I've got a show coming up and somebody's like texting me or sending me a message. So to tell you the truth, I wake up at, well, right now I'm trying to change that <laughs> right now I'm like waking up around 10 a.m which is not you know great but I literally don't go to bed till 3 or 4 a.m sometimes because I'm just mm -hmm. like still I I don't know and half the stuff that I have I still have a ton ton tons tons of content that I haven't even produced or edited or anything and it's just it drives me crazy. And then of course somebody will call and be like, Hey, I'm going to pay you to do this. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. See, people don't realize how much, you know, like I'm not some like attractive model. I'm just, you know, I'm a, I'm a decent looking guy, but I'm not like the model type. And, but still like, you know, I just, and I don't even get a photographer's pictures. I just take my own little selfies. Literally what I, you know, getting known was kind of like an accident and I just ran <laughs> with it. So, but people don't realize how long it takes, like, you know, to get that perfect picture, you know, just to get that one picture to post up on social media and all that. They just don't know, you oh know, what all gosh. goes into it. Like, especially with I... this show, I literally, I spent like, I spend quite a few days researching, you know, like I said, I looked at your LinkedIn to kind of look at that because I don't want to ask the same type of questions other people <laughs> And other Aww. shows, you know, have asked and everything, you know, you have to be ahead of the curve, you know, and just like you said, you know, like in my situation, my only competition is myself. So I just try to make it better each and every week. And, you know, it, it, it takes a lot of investment for sure. You know, it's, mm -hmm. just, it's a lot. Uh, and so but, do you but, do you go ahead? I was just going to say, like, but that's. That's a class act. You're you are a very I love it. I'm loving this interview, but I love you even more just to like hear that kind of like or just the fact that you want to do things differently or ask well, do the research to ask the cool question. So I'm yeah. like gonna need I'm gonna need a video of this so I can share it on my LinkedIn so people it know be, who I am. It'll it'll be on um it'll be on YouTube. Um it's it is on YouTube right now. It's the only place I don't have the paid version of StreamYard, so okay. I don't that's why I promote, you know, so heavy because uh, it's only on YouTube. So but it's all recorded and all that. So. So um, I can't rip, I can't paste it from YouTube, I guess. I can't share it on Facebook. No? Yeah, you'll be able to right after I'm done. I'll send you the link after. But uh, do you follow any other ladies on social media in the cigar community? And if so, Absolutely. who do you follow? Who do you follow? <laughs> I follow, um, I'm pretty sure that I follow, you know, I don't know who I follow 
specifically, but let's just say that I see them all. I see um, there's Heather from Cigar Ambassadors came on today. I follow Cigar Lover. I follow Naked Cigar. I follow um, the Neon. I know I like Neon Neon Cigar. She's sweet. She's been around for a while. And there's Cigar Chase Fire. There's Cigar Vixen. I see her. And I see all, all of them. Oh, um, and then there's, I mean, there's so many, I can't even think of them all. Like literally like yeah. Cigar Madame, I love her. She's fabulous. And uh, on and on and on. Like the, the girl from Istanbul, <laughs> Cohiba babe, like she's fabulous. I mean, they're just, they're all fabulous. They're beautiful ladies. Oh, Remarkable Liz is fabulous as well. Like there's, oh, I yeah. love them. I think they're all so fun and like, they look like they have fun. They look like they're enjoying life. They're smoking cigars and they're sexy. Like, hello, how awesome is it to have beautiful, sexy women posting beautiful, sexy pictures in your industry? Absolutely. <laughs> That, that that's what I say, you know. That's what I say. I you know. The more I'm the all, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. That's why I had you on the show because I'm trying to get more ladies of the leaf on the show to you yeah. know bring more exposure. Because a lot of times you see you know a beautiful woman you know who smokes cigars on social media, and then you see a bunch of thirsty comments. So my goal <laughs> with everything is to. I want to show you as a human being and not disrespect you, not say anything, any disrespectful comments, you know, because I see, you know, a lot of guys, they'll, you know, they're, they're okay. But then some of them, you just see, they just go overboard. And I'm mm -hmm. like, bro, the thirst is real. <laughs> <laughs> like being thirsty gets you nowhere. I used to be thirsty a long, long time ago. And yeah. being thirsty, just, it just gives, gives you a rep, like women talk. And that's why, you know, I'm cool with, you know, it, it, most of the ladies of the leaf, who I've met, you know, you know, I'm cool with them. I've only met, you know, a few of them, but ask about shirtless Mike. I never said nothing crazy to anybody. So, <laughs> well, I don't think that you would. You've been a stand-up guy ever since that, since the first time I met you. So, I just yeah, I'm the type of person if somebody Except for the were fact to that mess you made me you. sit out here in the cold. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm I have the garage door partially closed. It's kind of cold, I literally but... you're gonna laugh at me because I literally have a Dyson heater right here in front of me. <laughs> Hey, whatever it takes, you know what I'm saying? Like, whatever it takes. I just, if I just wear some pants, some shoes, a hoodie, I'm good. Oh, broke out the, broke out the, the boots. <laughs> and so I want to shift gears for a little bit. Uh, let's talk about some of your favorite cigars. What do you smoke on a daily basis? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Which I need to grab a lighter real quick. Give me, like, I'm just gonna reach around yep. here. Definitely. Yeah. Well, well, hang on. We got a little bit more to go. So, appreciate everybody for tuning in. We got a good 10 people. I hope you guys are enjoying the interview so far. And this is what live interviews are for live shows sometimes. But she's getting the lighter, and we're going to have a... We don't have too much more to go. I prepared a lot of stuff. We might not get to everything, but... All right. Got you a lighter. You're good to go. Yes. And so, okay. so you smoke, you know, a lot of Fuente. I do. I love Fuente. Fuente was literally the first cigar that I smoked that I was like, okay, I think I might like cigars. <laughs> I nice. I was promoting and selling cigars before I was smoking them. So I was definitely like lighting them up and I light up a bunch of them and I was just kind of like it was a little rough. I didn't Yeah. I, I didn't mean, smoke at all, so I didn't really To be honest with you, it, you, you have to start when you're a new cigar smoker as you've already learned, you got to start pretty mild. And just work your way up because if you if you smoke something that's too strong, you'll end up getting you know sick, feeling sick. You might get sick, you know all that stuff. It's it's a whole process to kind of learn. But it's you know it seems like you've learned that so far. You've you've learned what you like, you know, on a daily basis. And you know I, I always tell people, and I just try to re reiterate this: smoke what you like. You know, don't let anybody else dictate what you want to smoke. No matter if they don't like it or if they like it, it doesn't matter. Just smoke what you like. 
That's so funny. That was one of the things that Smokini. Smokini is another another uh, cigar babe out there. Oh, and yeah. she's uh, awesome. Yeah, she told me. She said, um, "Make sure that you don't ever smoke anything you don't like." I was like, "I don't even smoke at the time." I was like, "Well, I don't even smoke cigars really. I just light them up." But that's literally what happened. Like that was just natural for me not to want to smoke a whole cigar that I didn't like. It was, and then that's when. I had an angel share in Las Vegas right after my birthday. That wasn't the good one. I was an angel share. It was like the third angel share. The one in Las Vegas, unfortunately, I don't know. I blame it on the desert. It kind of blew up. <laughs> so, but I'd say the angel share is, yeah, I was sitting there. And actually, I took a picture of it. I was at a party and I was smoking that angel share and I was like, this is so good. And then I took a picture of it, of me with the angel share, like on my legs. It was just my legs and the angel share. And that was the picture that got put into Cigar Snob magazine. Oh, wow. Yeah. And when I was, and when them, I think it was just like, they were just sitting there one night. They don't tell you what they're going to do. So my boss, the one that I was working for, the cigar lounge owner, he was like, Hello, you're in. The, he's like, look, that's you. I was like, oh, that's crazy. <laughs> and you mentioned just a couple, like you know, a few seconds ago, you, you mentioned not smoking an entire cigar. Now I, I, I saw, <clears throat> I saw you on uh, on KMA Talk Radio back in August, and I actually rewatched that episode and everything. And they even talked about you not smoking a complete cigar. Was that because you were? you know, a newer cigar smoker at the time. And, you know, like you said, you didn't like it or has that changed for you? Nope. <laughs> it's still the same. I'm, um, the reason why I'm good on social media is because of my attention span. The reason why I'm not good at smoking the full cigar, my attention span. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like Abe said, you know, have, have you tried smoking a smaller cigar, like a Robusto? Oh yeah. Normally, and, you know, I mean, they still smoke the same amount of time, but at least it's like a smaller cigar. You know, I don't think it's fair until I show you the the actual evidence. I'm gonna get it. One second. All right, and then I'll have something else because um, after you get to that, JB, that that was actually the next question I was going to be asking, so I'll put it up on the screen to let that be your question. Before we move on to the next thing, because I was going <clears> to. <throat> I mean, she kind of talked about it a little bit, but <clears throat> I just I'll. Uh, I'll put that up. OK, so this is just from the weekend. So Lord, you've got that's cigar abuse. <laughs> uh, here's an angel share. And these are the Robustos, actually, that I do have in smoke kind of on a daily um these are casa cubas i don't know what this is oh this is the pariah this is pariah this is good this is these are my friends this is the padrone <laughs> there's another angel share oh and another one there okay Lord, do you realize that you like after showing all that and talking about that you might go like people might just start talking even more like that is cigar abuse like an angel share come on honey but, you gotta <laughs> grab grab another cigar <laughs> but you know the thing about me oh lord the thing about me is those i'm cool with i will bust their chops so i mean i'm not being mean it's just that's how i will bust, bust your chops yeah I'll no, bust I your chops it. about it <laughs> you know I, I didn't bring these on to be like Look how no, awesome I, I am. <laughs> I, 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 I know, but like that. in my circle, you'll get your chops busted. But I mean, you know, that'll change. But I mean, there's people out there, you know, they'll, they want, if they get an angel show, they're going to smoke the whole thing. Like, that's how I am. I take everything to the nub. Like, I don't, you know, but I mean, you know, you, 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 you pretty much got your connections and everything. And that's true. But I also don't live life like that. I, I have, a strict policy i live in abundance and if i have something that is worth a lot of money and i had the enjoyment 
I don't need to continue. Like if I have something else to do, you know what I mean? Like I enjoyed yeah. it. And see, I me, got, I came from like the bottom, so it's like you know, I did cigar. too. I thought same. Like, like I really came from the. I'm still like kind of at the bottom, but I've I came up a lot more. But that's my whole thing. I'm like, damn, I don't waste cigars. Like, I can't do that. <laughs> well, I share more than I smoke, so let's let's do, let's no, just, feel let's you. leave I, it at that. I feel you on that. Yeah, I'm not gonna bust your chops too much more, but just so you know, other people might bust your chops at another point. But um, oh yeah, they can bust my chops. I don't care. Now we we talked a little bit about you know the um what about um about cigars or whatever. But uh, JB actually had a question. It was gonna be something I was gonna ask. So I'll go ahead and put it up on the screen. Uh, you know, you talked a little bit about some of the brands you smoke, but what would you consider your go-to cigar, like the number one cigar that you would go to? If I could afford it, <laughs> I would love, like right now I'm kind of an eye, the eye of the shark is delicious, but, but if I had to suggest a go-to cigar for an everyday guy, like you say, you came from the, you're still kind of in the bottoms, which is not how I see you, but if I could suggest any cigar, I would say an 858 Natural or Maduro Fuente is fabulous. So, so that's your go-to cigar for you? Because I think that's what we wanted to know there. So. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, I would. No, my go-to cigar is an Angel Share. But that's right, yeah, I know normal. you talked about that before, <laughs> but I want to, you know, I was you know, going to get towards that. And then JBS, so I wanted to, you know, put his question up there. I love everything to tell you the truth. I don't love every cigar, but I love, I love all the Fuentes. I love all of, well, a lot of the Davidoffs. They're very nice as well. Um, the Tatsuajes are really nice. I've tried a couple of those, but I, I am truly in love with Fuente. Fuente has got to be any, any Fuente. I have whatever. So whatever I can grab out of my Fuente, I'm happy. Like this nice. is fabulous. Like I love it. the Opus blend is fabulous and so fascinating. You know, I used to be in, no, I still am in organic and healthy living and all of this, but Carlito Fuente was the one who knew that he could grow fabulous tobacco in the Dominican Republic when everybody told him that it was impossible. And it was all due to the fact that he just had to get back down to the basics, like organic, and it was yep. so funny the other night I was at burn and some girl told me that it was, she was allergic to cigars, but not cigarettes. <laughs> wow. That's, that's how, you know, people are idiotic at times. So I actually have more than enough material prepared, but um, I don't want to, you know, there's certain stuff I'm going to skip because I do want to get, you know, to the most important thing um, after I ask a few more different questions, but um, you know, we're, we're eventually going to move into talking about the fundraiser and everything. And I'm going to put, I'll put the links and everything on the YouTube once we're done and everything. Um, and I'm all that, but, time. um, you know, we're, we're talking about when me and you actually met. So recently yeah. you came to Sanford, Florida with Nish and Nimish for, for an event. I got to meet you in person for the first time. Uh, what did you think about executive San in Sanford? Oh, fabulous. Oh, my gosh. From the moment, first of all, even before I got there, Erica was already, like, making sure that I would be happy, like, everything's going to be okay. Like, just all around, caring, loving, great people to work with, a lot of fun. And the place is fabulous. And not, oh, my God, my favorite part i still have this video that i have to post it's of me coming through like the back end <laughs> like oh no the secret door like oh, secret... oh oh to the um to the, the members yeah the members and then, lounge and then after the place closes we like everybody's like so happy and like just fabulous that we go out of the town we have a great time yeah i was actually gonna ask you ask you about that because i i don't Whenever I know I got, you know, got to drive, I live an hour away from there and, you know, I go to the Melbourne executive, but no, um, I, so I wasn't to able to go out because I'm not trying to drink what I got to drive and all that stuff. But what yeah. happened that night? It's not Vegas. You know, <laughs> what did you guys do that night? <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't really know everything, but 
We went, so it started with Erica pulling up in the go-kart. So we were safe. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I got so to we, take a little bit of a ride that night with uh, my buddies. So yeah, that was, that was so cool. Now we did, yeah, we just went to a couple bars around Sanford. It was very um, hit. Uh, is it hippish or like hipster? Yes. Hip. Yes. 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 Very the cool hipster. thing about the cool thing about Sanford is you can you know be walk around there with an open container. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Apparently, we did that too. <laughs> I just don't remember. <laughs> that's the thing about Sanford. That's what. Like, I haven't really hung out down there too much, except for going to the cigar shop. And I always got to drive when I go down there. But one of these times, I'll you know I'll stay with somebody or whatever. And I'm not a member because, like I said, I'm not balling like that. But I'm sure because I'm shirtless, Mike, they let me you know might let me stay up in the apartment or something. <laughs> oh, sweet! That's awesome. Yeah, so so that's good that you had a fun night. So the next day, um, you know, I saw Tom, you know, and actually I was at his house oh, yeah. that because Tom lives in Melbourne, you know, not too far from me. And my friend Yasmin had her daughter's birthday party at his house. Mm. But, you know, I saw in the he morning time he, he posted still... a picture of everybody. What restaurant was that that you guys went to? <laughs> you don't you don't remember? I don't remember what it's called, but I know that it was, was a good night. Then that was a good night. <laughs> <laughs> You know what though? That restaurant was so funny. It was like very old, like diner. It was mm. seriously an old, old diner. And it was, um, I literally was just, I was like, I just need food. That's it. And everybody else was like, where's my this? Where's my that? I didn't even have my phone. My phone was like missing. And I was like, just, just feed me. You know, and so we're all like walking around, we're driving around, we're just and this and that. And then they're like, oh, well, let's go da 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 da. And they're like, but this is where we're going to eat. And I was like, this is where we're going to eat. And they're like, yeah. And I was like, I'll go get the table. <laughs> so I go and sit down and I'm like, I'm pretty sure the people, and I sit at a really big table. Actually, you saw that in the picture. That was the table that I picked out. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was pretty big enough room for everybody. <laughs> but, that was, but it was just me sitting there and I was like, I'm not really sure. And the girl was so cute that was serving us. She was just so, I guess, country, southern. I don't know what you want to call it, but it reminded me of Tennessee. So I was just like, oh. And so she's just like, hi, how are, uh, welcome. How are you going to like, you going to have some to drink or whatever? You know? And I was like, yeah. I was like, I don't really know who's going to show up, but I'm pretty sure that people will get here. I just prefer to eat. She's like, girl, I got you. I was like, that's it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. It sounds like you guys had a good time though. You know, yeah. and I also want, want to say though, thank you to Tom. He was fabulous. And then of course he also donated a lot to our cause um, with the breast cancer awareness. Oh yeah. Let's actually talk about that next. Cause you know, I, I prepared more than enough material because last week I went through too many questions. So I always try to prepare. So I have to, I had to skip stuff because the way the conversation's going and everything, you know, I, I don't want to like, you know, have too much filler. I just want to keep the, keep it flowing. So talk about it. that fundraiser <laughs> that you did uh, with Liana Fuente and how you helped her raise the money. And then we'll get into the next current fundraiser and then we'll, we'll get out of here after that. Yeah. Okay, so let's make it quick. I did a fundraiser with Liana Fuente. She is a big fundraiser every year. She's done this for years and years. This was just something that I recently uh, was asked to help out with. But she has been raising money, and it's very dear to her heart for breast cancer awareness or breast cancer research, which is going to save our future breast cancer, you know, diagnoses uh, yeah. from happening. So. It happens to men and women, which I think that everybody should know. It is not just women. It does happen more frequently to women versus men, but still yeah. um, it can happen to men and women. And it's really just important. And it was really fascinating to watch how much of the cigar community came together. And we, we raised, I think in one of my shows, we went from, we probably raised $5,000 in one show, just not like in an hour. That's awesome. That's I know that like that's insane to me like but I can't take all that credit that definitely has a lot to do with the Fuente family name Liana herself like 
just saying, hey, would you like to donate for Liana? They were like, oh yeah, Liana, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, that, that to me is really true heroism. Like if just your name makes people want to give. Yeah. <laughs> like. That's powerful, you know, that's, yeah. it's, it's awesome. That's very, yeah. It's, and that, it's, that's what I like about the cigar community, you know, it's just people, you know, I've seen people come together you know, people give what they can. Some can give more. Some just give what they can. But it all adds up and it helps, you know, a good cause and everything. And But you know what, though? The cigar community gives what they can. But even if they can buy a cigar or if they can donate, they'll probably donate before they buy that cigar. Yeah, definitely. And now... We're going to give a good amount of time now. I probably should have covered it more in the beginning. We kind of talked about it in the beginning, but I wanted to get through the interview and everything. So tell us what you're currently helping us with, with Care Viajante and his cut for a cure. Ah, so he is going to, he is running this fabulous fundraiser, guys. It's only $5,000. So at, this should be easy for us. You know, we went $80,000. His Definitely. It's his son. I'm going to call him his son, even though it is uh, biologically not his son, but he's definitely working for his son. And he is, the son has, he had leukemia, but he looks great. He looks like, um, he's definitely, I think it, maybe in remission. I don't want to say the details, but all I'm saying is that the point is to raise money for leukemia research the same way that we do for breast cancer research, because that's what's really going to provide the uh, tools and medications or, you know, what we need to be able to help these children. But actually, I'm thinking that the research is more important for helping prevent it ever to happen yeah. instead of having to fight it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So uh, what I'm going to go ahead and do with, um, you know, because since we talked about it on here, once I, um, I I can edit, you know, on the YouTube video side of things. And so after the show, just uh, send me the link or I could get it off of the live that you were on. And then, you know, I'll just put it directly onto the YouTube video and everything. And I can text um, it to you right now if you want. Yeah, just send it to me on Messenger and. Um, and then after the show, because I, I do it from my computer, because that's the easiest for editing things. Mm -hmm. But um, but yeah. So, uh, JB had a had one last question I wanted to ask because he was waiting patiently and everything. Mm -hmm. So, he asked, um, "What factories have you visited? Have you visited any factories yet?" No, I have not. Not little. I don't know if people realize this, but my career just started in cigars, like yeah. literally this year with COVID. So, no, I haven't visited, visited any factories, but I have open, I wouldn't say open invitations. They're definitely like, you're coming here. <laughs> We're just needing to figure out what day and time. Really, I'm just waiting for Cynthia because I think it would be fabulous to go down to the Dominican Republic with her and be yeah. you know be there together um i know perdomo is opening their factory they've offered to have me come down there and see their factory as well but i'm just kind of not in a big hurry yeah yeah we, we gotta you know i mean people who live in the states that have factories and all that a lot of them aren't able to get to nicaragua or dominican republic just yet you know it's it's you know, it's kind of complicated to get there or whatever. So it'll be good. Just wait till everything opens and, and then, you know, you'll have a great experience. You know, you got the open invites. It's all about just when things in this world get back to normal. So, well, to tell you the truth though, that's just a factory. What's, you know, what's more cooler than actually meeting the product and the people that smoke them, you know, like that. Mm -hmm. I love, of course, I want to find out how they're made and all the details. And I'm very interested in seeing the rollers and, you know, just the process of it. But I love just being around the people, too. And really, right now, I'm happy. Like, I don't miss anything. 2020 was awesome for me because even though we were not able to touch each other, I met more and I talked to more friends and 
people know me across the freaking ocean. Like, you know, I mean, to me, I, I don't understand why people can't see what what fabulousness this is, really. I mean, like they do, but they still want to touch each other. Well, you wouldn't have, you couldn't have done this without touch without like if you're addicted to touching each other, not addicted, but like if you really, really, really are just like need to be be with people to be able to really get to know them then you're missing out you know because there's a whole other world out there that you may not be able to touch but you can learn you can grow you can experience i mean i i'm going to create a room where people can just like come in my room and be like smoke with me like heck yeah now the whole <laughs> virtual herf stuff is really taking off like it's been a thing but you know now there's you know several and then people go you know start their zoom their own zooms and all that it's just it's just really taken off like especially like these type of shows yeah like 20, 2020 has been a whirlwind for everybody but you know you know it wasn't all bad it wasn't all good but regardless it's it, it's been a decent year so i love that you say that that means that tells me that you've had it that you've taken your opportunities and made them what you wanted. <laughs> yeah. And I'll tell you about, you know, stuff that happened, you know, off because I don't want to repeat myself all the time or what happened in the past. But once we get off of here, cause basically the show's over, but I'll let <laughs> you know. And then how all this came about. And so, but yeah, so I do appreciate you for coming on the show. Uh, we'll chop it up for a few minutes. Once I get off of being live here, uh, I want to let me get my paper here because like I I got a structured show so I like I, I say love certain it. things so <laughs> thank you once again for tuning in remember to like the video and subscribe do me a solid and tell a friend special thanks to our guest Melanie Cisco make sure to follow them on social media remember to put some smoke in the air and also for those who may not know or I mean I'm pretty sure people are. Um, you know, already following you, but put out, you know, what your Instagram is so people can follow you, you know, Facebook and all that good stuff. Yes. So usually I hit a button on this thing on this stream live, but I'm like, ah, Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Okay. You guys, please, please, please. I work so freaking hard to make my Instagram visually enjoyable. And we love so, it. <laughs> I hope that you do, but I need more followers. I am at 24,900 and like 88 or something. I think that I deserve to be at 25,000 by tonight. Definitely. It I'm is. only like at like 1,160 something. So if I could get a shout out. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I can get a shout out. Awesome. <laughs> We're going to get a shout out. I will do that. All right. But I my Instagram. You. My Instagram is at L-I-L-S-I-S-C-O-K-I-D-D-21. Lil Cisco Kid 21. If you just Google, if you actually search in Instagram for Melanie Cisco, you'll see me in the red bathing suit. You can't miss it. Can't miss it. <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate everybody tuning in once again. You know, me and you will chop it up in the green room here after the show. But thank you guys for tuning in. And you have a wonderful rest of your night. Thank you for tuning in to Herf Zone Live.